Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Oh, what a weekend. It's like a football lifetime took place in two days. We got Dak, we got Dayball, we got Davante, we got no time to waste. Bubba, let's do this. Here we go! Only one place to start. One place to start here on ESPN Radio is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And I am delighted that my friends Rex Ryan and Ryan Clark are good enough to spend a little extra time with me here today after we wrap up Get Up on television this morning and we dive headlong uh, into it here on the radio. Guys, thank you both as always. Rex, let's start right with the, the news for those who haven't heard it. Dak Prescott, it's terrible Six to eight weeks, he's going to need surgery on the thumb. What does that mean for the Cowboys? Man, I, th- I think their season's done. I-, I don't think any playoffs for this football team. It, when I look at it, Dak Prescott's a tremendous player. How the hell are you going to replace him? I, 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 just, I, I just think it's too much to overcome. Now, RC, we talked this morning about whether or not the Cowboys need to go outside their roster. Their yep. backup is Cooper Rush. Mm-hmm. Can they do it? Should they do it? I believe they, I believe they should, but who is the guy you go out and get? Uh, obviously, we heard Dan Olowski this morning mention uh, Huntley. Uh, that played, Tyler that, Huntley that, from Tyler Baltimore. Huntley back up to Lamar Jackson. And, and, and Rex made a great point. Do you, go, do you give that guy up knowing you have a running quarterback that could be injured? And I don't think Baltimore does. And so now you're stuck at a point that even before Dak Prescott gets hurt, you're saying it's disappointing if you're Jerry Jones. I'm watching it and saying this isn't a playoff team. The Philadelphia Eagles are clearly the class of the NFC. NFC East and everybody else is closer to the Cowboys than we thought. And then you lose Dak Prescott. It really seems hopeless for the next eight weeks when you look at how this team was not producing offensively, even with their starting former Pro Bowl quarterback. I I hear that. Um, But much as we were saying in Green Bay, and we'll talk about them in a minute, you figured with Dak, maybe they could figure some of it out. Without Dak, they can't. Look, he's overwhelmingly the most important player, even on a team that has Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs on it. So if they don't have him, Tyler Hundley, you think is not realistic? Is is someone like Jimmy Garoppolo worth pursuing? That's going to be the name that comes up. Could I interest you in Joe Flacco? I think they could get him cheap. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's not coming from... From outside the organization, no, they number have to do one, it they, inside. they have to do it I- inside. Andy Dalton might be a guy that knows the system, mm-hmm. but you're not going to bring in a guy right off the streets has no idea about your system. And certainly, the the Ravens aren't going to give up a young player like Huntley. There's no chance of that. And and let's face it, for you, you would have to give up so much draft capital to get a player like that that uh, it would affect your future. The future of the Dallas Cowboys is Dak Prescott. It's not some other young quarterback that you're going to trade for now. So, in my opinion, it has to be uh, internally, and we'll see about this Cooper Rush. All right, Greeny and Rex and RC presented by Progressive Insurance. Protect the stuff you love with renter's insurance. Visit Progressive.com. So, we mentioned the Cowboys. They look bad. The Eagles look much better. And then, don't look now, but the mighty New York football giants go on the road and win Look, this has got to be the most energized, R.C., that a New York Giant fan has been in yes. more than half a decade, and the running back and the coach are the reason why. Listen, when you look at what Brian Dayball was able to instill in this team in such a short period of time, had an opportunity to talk to Saquon, and he said he holds everyone accountable. And we heard Dan mention time after time his conversation with Daniel Jones after that late 
end zone interception. Mm -hmm. He goes over, tells them why we can't do it, but that we're going to get another opportunity to go out and make plays. And then he goes to his team, which I clearly knew, and we all know, he knew he was going for two. But he wanted to make it a team decision. You go to Wink Martindale, you go to the defense and say, we are going to do this. Everybody signs off. And then Saquon Barkley makes a play outside of the X's and O's. He gets his face mask pulled. He makes a play. He gets it to the end zone. And he gets up talking trash. You always talk scorched earth, Greeny. And I know a lot of times you bring it to quarterbacks. When I watched Saquon Barkley play yesterday, that was the type of fire I saw in him. Mm -hmm. This is a game one win. And he's walking to the sideline, dang near in tears after the two-point conversion, screaming because it meant that much to him that he was back and that him being back gave his team the jolt they needed to win that game. And, and, and then the coach did the same. And, Rex, oh. you and I had a nice conversation before we went on the air this morning about sort of an air of positivity, if you will, in a place where it has been so negative. Oh, yeah. I mean, no, no darker place than the, than the Giants with that Joe Judge disaster and, and and Dave Gettleman never worked. So what happened? You bring in a guy who's, and it may be a similar background, but way different people. And, and Brian came in so positive, so full of energy, so full of life. That's how his team plays. And when you see that, and, and I love the thing that he did when he, when he circled Ryan, you just said about when he brought in Martindale and he brought yeah. in some of the defensive guys, Man, that that's inclusion. Like they they are including the whole football mm-hmm. team, and this is our decision. It, yeah. It's not a me or whatever. And he was going to do it anyway, but he's trying to bring them all in and build uh, build chemistry in that that room and and build it on positive energy and and that's exactly what I feel. And and it's kind of cool to be a Giant fan now. Yeah. When before for so many years now it's been it's been awful. And, and then Daniel Jones. There was some good and there was some bad yesterday. I, I just called up the numbers because I didn't have them handy. 17 of 21, 188, two touchdowns, some pretty good moments there. Throws the terrible pick in the yeah. end zone, has the sack fumble, which is sort of his specialty. Yeah. Uh, is Where are we with Daniel Jones at this point as they I, sort of figure things out? I, I think Daniel Jones is still – it's a process. Yeah. Right? You're, you're trying to figure out, does he continue to progress – and grow under Brian Dayball throughout the season. Because the one thing we did see, you saw the big fourth down run on the last drive. You did see him make the throw to Sterling Shepard down the sideline when the team was already trailing. So there were some of those moments where you said, okay, Daniel Jones has the talent. Now can we get him to produce in the way we need to, to have him as a franchise quarterback? And that's going to be not only a process, but a decision that Brian Dayball is tasked with. But those conversations, the conversation after the interception are the conversations that begin to grow that relationship. And I think if this team can continue to win and put themselves in the right positions to give Daniel Jones opportunities to show he can win games in critical football moments, I think that's how he earns this team trust and also Brian Dayball's. Yeah, well, how about that? What I mean, Brian came back and said on the biggest, really two plays, they had to get the first down. Hand. Put it in Daniel Jones' mm-hmm. hand yeah, he can to run. run it on both of them, mm-hmm. third and fourth down. And so, to me, that showed great trust in him. It did. And the two biggest questions going in, Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. Right. Well, guess what? Who did he lay his trust in? Those two that. guys Yo. right there. And that's what's going to give Daniel Jones an opportunity to beat possibly the quarterback of the Giants in the future. And when everybody's like, there's no chance he'll never be that, be that quarterback, there is a chance. Why? Because all those other guys are no longer here. It, what's important now is how he plays under Brian Dayball. 
That's what's important. The rest of it, we know he never played where the darn under Joe Judge. Well, guess what? Eli Manning couldn't either. None of yeah. them could have with that guy. So to me, uh, it's it's all about what he does moving forward uh, to to see about him. We all know he's got ability. Mm-hmm. So let's see. And those numbers are pretty good, like you say. It's just the interception was absolutely horrendous and. And those are things they got to clean up. So. Greeny and Rex and RC live above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. Uh, there's the game in Chicago yesterday is a wild, I mean, with the weather and the rain and the field and the, everything else. But the question I have for you, RC, is if you're watching that game and you're a fan of the 49ers who have high expectations this year, at what point in it did you think to yourself, you know what? We took the wrong quarterback. If we had taken the other guy at number three, Things might have looked different. I think there were points last year, you thought it, but yesterday watching that game, it had to be an overwhelming feeling. When Justin Fields spins out of the pocket and finds a guy, Anthony Pettis, across the field, and that turns into a touchdown. When he throws the touchdown to Equiminius St. Brown, and then you see Trey Lance not being able to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Not, not, not running the ball particularly well or using his athleticism well in what was a nasty game when athleticism can help, but also throwing the interception to Eddie Jackson, in which was simply oh. just a one hole, right, a one robber, and he makes the play because he's eyeing down number two. All of those things make you feel like, okay, one, when is it going to click and when is it ever going to click? And I said this, if you were going to draft a guy with upside, I'm going to take the guy that's 4-4 over the guy that's 4-6. I'm going to take the guy that was a former All-American high school baseball player that could throw the football through a wall and push it down the field before I take the guy who threw the least passes in the draft class at North Dakota. Right. And so I think when you look at all those things and you see those guys side by side in a game where – Doing things outside the X's and O's is going to help you win, and the other dude did it more. You say, man, that's the one we should have gotten. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. And if if you are talking upside, give me the guy with the the more arm talent. Clearly, Justin Fields has a hell of a lot better arm, Mm -hmm. okay, than Trey Lance, and and who's more mobile. And and the the athleticism's not even close. So what did they do? That's the crazy thing to me, though, Rex. I I thought – for so, even watching the film and obviously playing North Dakota State, like you're not playing right. the best talent. Everybody keeps saying Josh Allen. Hell no. Hell no. That ain't Josh Allen. You know, that ain't even close to Josh look, Allen. Look, and Justin Fields, I, I, I don't want to overreact to one game. And, and Fields has been placed. If you put Fields in the situation that, that, oh. that Lance has been placed in, who knows where he'd be right now. Right. But let's just add to the things you're saying. This guy did it at Ohio State. He did it against Michigan. He yes. did it against Clemson yes. right. in, the, in the Final Four. This is, a guy, this is a guy who was the leader when the Big Ten wasn't going to play. Justin Fields, remember, during COVID. Yes. He's the one who like started the whole thing, and everyone followed him. So he has demonstrated everything you could want. The, the the Justin Fields falling in the draft is one of the stranger phenomena yeah. we have seen yeah. in a really long time. This is a great example of people talking themselves out of the obvious, and maybe well, just maybe he's got the right well, coaches well, now. Well, absolutely. But what they did, the reason he fell was because he transferred. Obviously, the number one kid in the country when he came out of, mm-hmm. uh, of high yep. school, right? right? Yep. He ends up uh, going to Georgia, then transfers. He also transferred in high school. So mm. I think they, a lot of that, sometimes you can know too much. Yeah. Right. And maybe that factored into it. I, I don't know. But I was shocked when, uh, when Trey Lance was, was taken over Justin Fields. I thought Mac Jones, the reason he went not take because he doesn't have the, uh, the yeah. ceiling. Yeah. You know, he's got a high floor, the, the, but the, a the, very low ceiling. The, the, the thing about it, too, though, Greeny, is this. 
when when I look at a quarterback, I want to see what you can do despite what we provide for you. The, the, the Chicago Bears have done the least for Jack, J- Justin Fields amongst all the quarterbacks that were drafted last year. He didn't hang his head. When, when, when Nick Bosa was getting to him and sacking him, he, he wasn't fussing at the lineman on the sideline. Mm-hmm. He wasn't the guy who said, you know what, I'm no longer going to try to win this game in these terrible conditions. He went out and he did more. When I watch a quarterback do that as a free safety, I am like Eddie Jackson saying, man, let me make a play for this dude. Like, if I make a play for this dude, we're in this. He's going to help us win. And I think building toward that is important. Now, we're going to come in here one week, and we're going to be like, man, Justin Fields was awful. Because the people he has has around him aren't going to help him. But what we saw yesterday was a quarterback that has – used last year as a learning tool to be a better quarterback and better leader in 2022. Well, they're at Green Bay next week, and that game suddenly feels a little different uh, after what we saw yesterday, which brings me to my question of the day. Oh, my, my thing doesn't work. I'm sorry. I forgot that that doesn't work. There's some production that should have fired there, but my thing's not working. Anyway, my question, question. of the day, glad you asked, uh, on Twitter, at ESPN Greeny on Twitter. Which of these legends is staring at the longest season? Aaron Rodgers, Bill Belichick, or Jerry Jones? Which is the right answer, RC? Which one of them is staring at after week one? Which of those three guys, Rodgers, Belichick, Jerry, which one is staring at the longest season? I'm going to say Bill Belichick. Amen. And and, and here's why. When when you look at his decision offensively to bring back Joe Judge, who was in charge of Daniel Jones's development? How'd that go? Mm-hmm. To Terrible. bring back Matt Patricia, who was in charge of the Detroit Lions development. How did that go? Mm-hmm. And then charge them with taking your first-year quarterback, who amongst the first-year quarterbacks played the best, and lead him into his second year, where you want to see the biggest progression and biggest jump in his career. And you made that decision. And now you watched that offense yesterday against the Miami Dolphins and think to yourself, you made the right decision. And so no matter what happens with this team that's not a playoff team this year, you know that a huge piece of it is you. A huge piece of it could have been ego. A huge piece of it could have been friendship. Whatever it was, you didn't make the right decision to make your team better. And that's on him. Well, and, and Ryan, you, you, you nailed it right there because it's his decision mm-hmm. that's it every he every factor in that organization is bill belichick's mm-hmm. decision he earned that right yep. but going back to last year bringing in nelson aguilar how's mm-hmm. that work for you yep. don't don't complain about the the weapons you chose those weapons mm-hmm. all right the kid from san francisco the receiver there kendrick Bourne. kendrick Bourne. all these guys all right you you trade for uh, the, uh parker yep. all right well none, nobody can get open mm-hmm. like nobody can get open yeah. so to me every one of those moves you made by the way, they haven't worked out. Nikhil Harry, you traded him. That never worked out. All these moves that you've made, you have no weapons. Well, one of the reasons because you can't evaluate them. You've done a poor job evaluating the weapons. You got your quarterback. You raved about him and all that. I said he had a pea shooter and things, maybe a little strong. But what I mean is he doesn't have he he doesn't have a great ceiling. What yeah. you get, you have a smart. All right, you have a very smart kid at quarterback. Smart enough, smart enough to know that Matt Patricia and Joe Judge probably ain't that good a football coach, (laughs) all right, for him. I mean, offensive uh, coaching-wise. So, to me, I think Belichick, absolutely, it's going to be a long-ass year. Quick final thoughts, I got to go. Well, 
Jerry Jones is maybe is going to have the worst team. Yeah. But I think the New England Patriots are going to have the longest year for Bill Belichick because of the decisions he made to put him in this yep. position and how successful he's been. And I'd say maybe Aaron Rodgers because he's the only one who's going to have to get hit as a result of it. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Belichick and Jerry Jones, yeah. all three of them are in the Hall of Fame. Well, Jerry's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. The other two are going. I'm at, I could do this forever. Guys, I love you. Thank, <laughs> Thank you. you brother. Ryan right. Clark, Rex Ryan, the very best. My top five observations from the first NFL Sunday are next. We're rolling along. It's Greeny on ESPN. PN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The list is what determines who matters in this business. The Green List. Green List every day with us here on Greeny. Uh, the top five this, that, or the other as selected exclusively by me, the world's foremost authority on all matters. Today, my top five observations from an unbelievable first Sunday of the football season. Number five. The Giants have a coach. That guy, Brian Dayball, look, Saquon was spectacular yesterday. There were a lot of really good moments for the Giants. If I'm a Giant fan, and we'll talk to Nuno about this in a couple of minutes, even though he's a disgrace. Um, But what makes me the most excited coming out of yesterday is the coach. And the obvious is going for the two late. But the thing I liked the most is that moment on the sideline with Daniel Jones. Jones throws a terrible interception in the end zone in the fourth quarter of that game yesterday. And Dayball is over there, and he's not in his face, but he's coaching him. That was not yelling. That wasn't Bill O'Brien and Brady yelling at each other. That was a coach correcting. That was a coach doing his job. He's coaching. If I'm a Giant fan today, I am delirious. I'm ecstatic. I have no idea how many games that team is going to win this season. But you cannot pass a test with more flying colors than Brian Dayball did his first game as head coach of the Giants yesterday. That's number five. Number four. Uh, Justin Fields is better than Trey Lance. I know that's going to sound like an extraordinary overstatement, but it was true then. 
That's the tragedy of this. Justin Fields should have been in the discussion to be the first pick in the draft last year. He should have been in the discussion with Trevor Lawrence to be first. The fact that he fell all the way to where he fell and wound up the fourth quarterback selected behind the very questionable Zach Wilson and very questionable Trey Lance is perfect evidence that NFL front offices, general, these people, they just outsmart themselves. You just overthink things. Justin Fields was sensational in college against top-level competition. He's got all the measurables. He's got all the intangibles. And you try to talk yourself into Zach Wilson because he threw one great pass at his pro day and Trey Lance because you think he's got some sort of great physical tools that he hasn't been in. These guys want guys they've seen less of. They want to be able to tell you what a genius they were that they figured this out. They don't make the easy decision. Now the Jets are sitting there wondering, well, who knew Zach Wilson was so small? And the 49ers are saying, you know, Trey Lance has basically thrown five passes since high school. And Justin Fields out there by himself is fighting like crazy and finding ways to win a game yesterday in a monsoon. So I don't I still don't think the Bears are going to be any good this year, but Justin Fields is a good player in the right circumstance. You put Justin Fields where Trey Lance is right now, we wouldn't be having this conversation. So they got it wrong and the entire league they get this this frustrates me no end. These quote-unquote geniuses who evaluate talent in the NFL and they talk themselves out of the right decision all the time. My top 5 observations. Number 3. From yesterday, number 3, the Cowboys are done. I hate to say it and we'll let Bubba have the floor here in a minute. But every year, some team seasons are just ruined by injury. And that happened to Dallas last night. I'm sorry. I I hate to see it. And people joke around all the time about how much Cowboys I do on my TV show every single day. Because people are interested. Because the Cowboys are the most popular and interesting team in the NFL to the largest number of people. But their season's over. You you cannot lose Dak Prescott for six to eight weeks and have a chance. I, I, I mean, it breaks my heart, and I'm not even a fan of the team. But the idea that, well, they'll rally around Cooper Rush or they'll trade for this guy or that guy, it's just not going to happen. Almost no team in the NFL can overcome losing their starting quarterback week one for half the season. And the Dallas Cowboys are not nearly good enough to overcome that. So it breaks my heart to say it, but the Cowboys are done. Number two. Uh, number two on my list of the top five things here as we continue with the green list on ESPN Radio. Uh, number two, the Jets are awful. And I mean, it just, I'm so upset that I don't even know what to say because they do some things right. And yet, it just the, the sum total of it, the defense is flying around out there yesterday. There's things you like, but we can't find a freaking kicker who can kick. The punter stinks. The entire 2020 draft is a complete catastrophe. They're Brees Hall, Joe Flacco. It's awful. The offensive line is awful. The Jets are awful. So all the good feelings I had at halftime yesterday, I was thinking, all right, this wasn't so bad. And by the end of the game yesterday, I was ready to throw up. The Jets make me want to throw up. And, and, and they have done so many things wrong, and it just frustrates me no end. Look at all these teams out there yesterday. Look at the Giants fighting and hanging in there against a team that, in theory, is better than them. Look at Houston fighting their behinds off against Indy. Look at all these teams that, in theory, should be worse. And the Jets, you could let, that game could have gone on for 10 years the Jets weren't going to score. 
literally, you could they could still be playing now, and the Jets would not have as many points as Baltimore scored yesterday. They stink, and I'm just disgusted. Number one. But finally, number one. Pittsburgh-Cincinnati will be the best game of the year. No matter what else happens, that will be the best game of the year. When the year is over, we will say Pittsburgh-Cincinnati week one. You can't – that game was like the movie Titanic meant to be. Like the movie Titanic was four hours long. So was that game yesterday. The movie Titanic wanted to have unbelievable twists and turns. Yesterday's game actually did. It had more plot twists that you could never possibly imagine taking place than you could ever have, and they did. And it was a tragedy. They lose T.J. Watt. That's a horrible win for the Steelers. You can't feel worse after a win than I feel right now if I'm a Steeler fan. Because T.J. Watt is one of those players you can't replace. There are some guys around whom entire defenses are built. Darrell Rivas is a great example. The Jets finished number one in defense one season. And if you had taken Darrell Rivas off that team, they would have been in the bottom half. And that's what's about to happen to the Steelers. The loss of T.J. Watt is immeasurable. It's devastating. So that is an incredible game yesterday. But it is a win from which I think, unfortunately, the Steelers will not recover. And that is today's Green List with me here, Greeny, reminding you that hiring is challenging, but there's one place where finding great candidates is easy, and that's ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds and matches the right candidates for you. And right now, my listeners can try it free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. That's ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Uh, let me bring in the assembled members of the hashtag crew. I can't decide who should be more upset today, Bubba or Nuno. I'm going to start with Bubba. Because Bubba, for those of you who don't know, is a crazy Cowboy fan. And I, I kind of want to say to you I'm sorry because this is a season of some promise. And as disappointing as the first three quarters of that game were last night, that's a good team you're playing against. The Bucks defense is really good. There certainly would have been room to figure it out. But without Dak for half a season, Bubs, how are we feeling this morning? Yeah, I would say uh, pretty, pretty dejected. It's just clearly the season's over. We just build up the. We're just waiting months and months for football season. It finally comes, and just just like that, season's over. You know, just well, well, might as well not even show up for the rest of the year. No more jerseys. No more anything. I mean, why bother? The season's over. They're done. But uh, you know, there's yeah, Cooper Rush doesn't matter. Jimmy G, whoever they throw there doesn't matter. Uh, it's just it was just so so deflating to see that happen. Uh, Micah Parsons was unbelievable. That was good, but uh, I mean, and even more frustrating to me was just—I mean, we, it, just how poorly they played to begin with. And they, we—I've been on the record before it happened, when it happened, and after it happened. You know, they should not have gotten rid of Amari Cooper. You know, what do they think was going to happen? Having zero wide receivers out there, they, why do they think that was a good idea? I didn't—I didn't understand. What do you think is going to happen with C.D. Lamb and four nameless people out there? I don't understand why they got rid of Amari. They didn't need to get rid of Amari. They didn't need to get rid of Alayo Collins. They didn't need to get rid of Cedric Wilson. They made all these moves for some unknown reason to become worse this year, and they Jerry Jones thought that Dak would carry him. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the season's over. It's just terrible. But, you know, I was cautiously optimistic going into it with the, the offense and was upset that they got rid of Amari. And just seeing the offense in the first three quarters without it just – Seemed like they just had they had no offense no matter what. So, I mean, I I was I wasn't gonna completely lose my mind after one game anyway, but I was definitely worried no matter what because Dak was awful. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's just you know sixteen more games of 
nothing now at this point. So here we go. So Bubba is in, it sounds to me like still the first stage of coming to terms with this, which is anger. You're still in the anger. You'll go through the sadness, the disbelief. You will go through the various stages of being a fan of a team that is going to have a terrible season. You and I are on this together. Yep. As far as Nuno, for those of you who are not with us on Friday, I will point out, and I FaceTimed Nuno as the Randy Bullock field goal attempt for Tennessee <laughs> went left and missed the upright. Nice. I FaceTimed Nuno within 15 seconds, and the only words out of my mouth were, you richly deserve this. For those of you who don't know this, Nuno, the crazy giant fan, picked Tennessee in his eliminator pool this weekend. He had the Titans. He picked against his team in his survivor pool. And, and now, even though the Giants win and he should be elated, you are out of this pool and you richly deserve it. How do you feel this morning, Nuno? I feel like I should get a game ball. Because I feel like I was the reason they ended up winning that, right? Like, I went against them. So, I was, I was their motivation. So, thank you. No, I feel good. Granted. On some level, I actually agree with that. I'm not 100% <laughs> sure that wouldn't have otherwise happened. I, I, I mean, I, I am a firm believer, as you know, in the influence that we as fans have over the events on this field. So, maybe you're right. In this case, Nuno, you may be right. You may be actually a sneaky, devious little genius that your selection of the Titans in your eliminator pool is the reason that that field goal missed yesterday. That You might actually have gotten that exactly right. He had right. a sacrifice as eliminator That's for the correct. good of the Giants. Go ahead, Nuno. Give me a quick take on your coach. No, I love it. I think at the end of the day, the biggest thing was the interaction with Daniel Jones and the kind of like, hey, what were you thinking there? And, and so forth. And it just makes you feel like, what is it, the – the Browns were we want an adult in the room that's why we got rid of Baker Mm -hmm. I feel like that's what that is now that what the Giants have now is an actual head coach it's actually really good coordinators it's a game plan and listen I think my biggest thing now when I heard it like the talk locally in New York was hey look at their next three games like they go you know two and one in this and you're three and one in the first game you know because they have they have their next three our home games, Panthers, Cowboys, and and Chicago. So, like, you're now trying to keep yourself from falling into this trap of thinking you can be three and one before you know in your first four games. So, 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 Bubba is in the first stage of devastation, and Nuno is in the first stage of euphoria. Right? He is obviously taking this as any fan would. I give you all. I, I, this is not a criticism. You have done what any fan would, which is you have taken this to the completely unrealistic place of, wow, we might be really good this year. I hear you. I hear you. I did it too last week. Then the Jets played. So I don't have that anymore. You have it, and I'm not going to take it away from you. Lord knows your Eliminator Challenge has already gotten away. We'll do I'm Sorry What Next. You will hear a bunch of interesting sound bites coming out of what was an unbelievable Sunday in the NFL. I'll also give you a best vet for tonight, one player who's going to go scorched earth, and I'll tell you exactly why. Greeny, the podcast. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. All right, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. A reminder that this September, Disney Plus is back with exciting new premieres from Disney, Pixar, Star Wars, Marvel, National Geographic, and The Simpsons. This month only, you can get Disney Plus for just $1.99 for a month. Offers available now till September 19th, then it's $7.99 a month. All that and more now streaming. You ask these questions. Greeny's question of the day. So at 5 o'clock this morning, I texted Nuno, and I said, what should our question of the day be today? Because I like doing this as a feature, and it's tough on these Mondays. And we came up with, I think, a brilliant question. So if you go to my Twitter, it is pinned at the top of the page, at ESPN Greeny. Which of these legends is staring at the longest season? Aaron Rodgers, Bill Belichick, or Jerry Jones? Nuno, what's the right answer? I think it's going to be Jerry, right? Like, no quarterback. There's no good options for you, for him. Um, and once again, he's, this team is going to, quote-unquote, underachieve. Um, I don't agree even though I understand your point. But here's what I will say. Jerry Jones, while all this is going on, can spend much of his week, if he wants to, on a yacht someplace doing whatever he wants. Bill Belichick and Aaron Rodgers are going to have to live this, every minute of this. It is their job to fix this, and I don't think either of them are going to be able to. Belichick, I think, is going to have the longest season that he's had since his first year in New England. But I think the right answer is Aaron Rodgers. Because I think his team, I think what we saw yesterday is the reality in Green Bay. Alan Lazard is not Devontae Adams. So they can get him back. But there was one moment, if you watch Red Zone, my buddy Scott Hansen is up there taking you from place to place. And in the span of about 30 seconds, a rookie named Christian Watson had a ball that I would have caught go through his hands in Green Bay, and then boom, they cut to L.A., and there's Devontae Adams just looking exactly like Devontae Adams for the Raiders. And as you probably already know, Adams had more receiving yards yesterday than the entire Packers receiving core combined. 
And that's what this season is going to look like for Aaron Rodgers. Look, we've got to have patience with those guys. They're young. You know, they haven't been in the, in the fire. Now, that patience will be thinner as the season goes on, but uh, the expectation will be high. So we'll keep them accountable, but it's going to happen. It's going to be drops. Hate to see it on the first play, but there's, it's a part of it. It's going to be drops throughout the season. Oh, and he got beat to shreds yesterday, too. His offensive line's all hurt. Now, in theory, they're going to get back those tackles. But I'm telling you right now, Bubba, this is, this is not a, a second guess because I said it last week. Minnesota's better than them. The Vikings are better than the Packers. The Vikings, the, the only place they're not better on offense is a quarterback. And then it's not, the difference is not, well, no, I shouldn't say that. The difference is enormous. The difference from Aaron Rodgers to Kirk Cousins is enormous. Let me not overstate that. But if you gave Aaron Rodgers any of those weapons, he would be singing a, a totally different song today. Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, Alexander Madison. The Vikings are going to win that division. What do you think of that, Bubba? I I mean, yeah. Like you said, you were all over it last week. You've been saying it for months with the Packers wide receivers. And so far, I think you're you're looking good there. And I think you might be right there. I think the Packers might be winning it. Every now and again, I got one right. Greeny. Yeah, that might be your the reverse KOD. Uh, so, So then the opposite of the KOD is the unsolicited advice. This is a perfect opportunity for you to try some active listening. Unsolicited advice. My unsolicited advice to you is to take the, the Denver Bronco. I almost said Seattle because it's Russell. Take Denver tonight in Seattle and give the points. Russell Wilson is going scorched earth. I loved this story from ESPN's Brady Henderson over the weekend. Did you see it? He is mad at Pete Carroll, Russell is. In 2019, leading up to an October game against Atlanta, Russell Wilson's fast start had made him one of the early season contenders for MVP, an award he wanted to win badly. He threw two touchdowns as the Seahawks jumped out to a 24-0 lead, then only threw five passes in the second half. And afterwards, according to a source who spoke with him, Wilson was livid at how Carroll had taken his foot off the gas believing it had cost him a chance to grab hold of the MVP race. Russell Wilson is a person who cares deeply about the way he is perceived, about his place in the pecking order, today and historically. He left Seattle for that reason, because he thought that when Brady and Manning left the scene, he was going to inherit the league. It was going to become his league. And instead, Brady never left, and Rodgers never left. And all of a sudden, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and Justin Herbert and all these guys have passed him by. It's their league now, not his. And he said, what about me? So he's going to Denver to prove everybody he's still the man. And the one place he wants to prove it the most and the one coach he wants to prove it against the most is where he's going tonight and the guy he's playing tonight. I think Russell Wilson is going to have a monster night tonight. And it's a big night for us at ESPN. Obviously, it's the debut of Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, and they'll be great. I mean, it's the one thing you don't have to wonder what it's going to be because you've been watching it for 20 years. So that should be fantastic. And I hope that we get a great game tonight. Got Peyton and Eli tonight, too, on on ESPN, too. I hope we get a great game, but I don't expect it. I think Denver blows them out tonight, and I think Russell has a huge night. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career you'll love with flexibility, great pay, and benefits in one of the country's top workplaces? Come join their growing team. Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. Huge second hour to come, including time for your phone calls with hot takes. 
on a fantastic first Sunday. Back in a moment on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.